You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Monday, November 21st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about a series of missteps by Elon Musk that has called the fate of the platform's cultural engine into question. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Funeral arrangements for Black Twitter began in earnest on November 10th when Mickey Boom, a graphic designer who has been a member of the social media platform since 2009, posted a celebration of life flyer on her Twitter page. The response to her post was nuclear. What did people plan to wear to the service? Their most dripped-out church attire, of course. What songs would be played? Imaginary gospel classics, Take My Handle, Precious Lord, and Going Over Tumblr were encouraged. And what of the repast? Whatever was to be served, it was agreed that no brown bags or foil should be used for to-go plates. The food was meant for the family. The discussion, like most discussions on Black Twitter, contained the insular charm of a group chat. It was loose and humorous, but so intentionally specific that an outsider might have trouble keeping pace. It was also emblematic of what has made Black Twitter an unparalleled force throughout its 13 years. The ability to seamlessly remix Black customs, ways of speech, and issues onto our shared digital terrain in a manner that feels somehow familiar but new. Black Twitter has endured as the premier cultural marketplace of our time because it accomplished what no other digital body could. It provided coherence through culture, discourse, collective identity, and joy to a digital platform that nobody really understood until it was too late, says Andre Brock, a professor of black digital studies at Georgia Tech. From the jump, the influence was inherent in its user base. Black folks wielded Twitter to circumvent mainstream channels and get their voices heard, creating hashtags like hashtag Oscars so white and powering protest movements around racial justice, gender and sexual equality. Black Twitter became the epicenter of discussion on the social Internet, the prism through which all conversation flowed. Under the ownership of Elon Musk, however, all of that could fade away in an instant. It's difficult to predict exactly how that dissolution might play out, but the accumulating gaffes suggest that the platform won't survive much longer under Musk's iron fist, a tenure already stained with reckless self-indulgence. 
Since acquiring Twitter for $44 billion, he has made a series of damaging missteps that have called the fate of the platform into question, including large-scale layoffs, an impulsive management style, and abrupt feature changes, followed by an even more abrupt reversal. Where members of Black Twitter stand in all of this remains unclear, although the general consensus among my sources and across my timeline seems to be this. We aren't leaving until we're kicked off. What is clear is that significant alterations are coming. It raises a crucial question. Just who will be included in this next era of Twitter? Not everyone is holding out hope. Musk paints himself a free speech evangelist, but inclusion has never been a strong point in matters of business. One former Twitter employee I spoke with described this next phase in grim terms. It's the end of black Twitter and black people at Twitter. Of course, that kind of loss would be immeasurable. Black Twitter has reflected a fuller scope of blackness and a rejection of respectability, says Sarah J. Jackson, a professor of communications at the University of Pennsylvania and co-author of Hashtag Hashtag Activism. It has modeled what a healthy public sphere might look like, from the call-ins and call-outs to the community debates about identity, from the parts that make you uncomfortable to the parts that inspire you. It's the end of Black Twitter and Black people at Twitter. Denver Sean is an editor at the gossip news site Love B. Scott. He joined Twitter in 2009 just as Black Twitter was crystallizing and felt like it was the first platform to give Black people a collective voice. There wasn't anyone to gatekeep or silence black people's opinions, he says. It's just a chronological feed of black thought, which is great, most of the time. So if the time comes and black Twitter has to close shop, can it be replicated on another social media platform? Probably not, says Brock. Mastodon is siloed. Discord is voice-centric. TikTok is too busy. Nothing else closely replicates Twitter's feature set. He says Instagram is the most obvious contender because it has seen a slow black Twitter exodus over the last five years. It's not satisfactory, but it's got a core black Instagram experience that will suffice for now. I should note that Twitter's very real end is part of the life cycle of the social internet. Digital reservoirs die, and new ones are built in their wake. This has been true for as long as black users have been online, from the rise and burnout of Melanet in the late 1990s to Black Planet and MySpace. Social migration is a constant. One next option that has come up in conversation among members of Black Twitter, albeit fleetingly, is Somewhere Good, the audio platform that rivals Clubhouse but is geared exclusively toward inclusive communities. Unlike Twitter, however, it relies solely on voice notes, billing itself as an app that feels less like a feed and more like a kickback. Whatever the destination, Black Twitter will be increasingly difficult to replicate. The infrastructures of places like Mastodon and TikTok, which are wildly different from one another, of course, are too segmented to create the feeling of a truly public square, Jackson says. They require a learning curve many will resist, are algorithmically designed toward narrowing content, and are ephemeral. I expect many more folks will rely more heavily on Instagram, but it will never be the same. What then becomes of the social internet without its public square? Sean says that change has already happened, citing how it has lost the allure of its early days when everything felt more organic and users weren't trying to engineer virality. Black Twitter today isn't even the black Twitter of a few years ago, he says. Whatever happens on whatever new platform will be a reflection of just that, but not black Twitter. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. 
Today in Wired Business, the pandemic bike boom survives in cities that stepped up. Checking in on Wired Science, Europe's cities are getting more crowded. That's a good thing. And on Wired Security, Twitter's SMS two-factor authentication is melting down. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.